Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made as a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business doesn't happen on our own, we are taking some time to acknowledge and recognize the people who have helped us along the way. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us. My guest enjoys golfing as well as winter sports, and he's most proud of his children and their accomplishments. So we'll hear a little bit more about that in a minute here. It is my pleasure to welcome Mark to the show today. Hello, Mark. Tim, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. Hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family, and uh, and some of your hobbies. So Mark Dobson, I was uh, actually born in Ottumwa, Iowa. So if you watch the show MASH, you know where Ottumwa is or what's important <laughs> about Ottumwa. Uh, moved around the Midwest as a kid. Uh, family find that my father, mother and father settled in South Bend, Indiana area. Uh, so I went to high school uh, in South Bend, Clay High School, uh, was a Butler University here in Indiana grad, and uh, uh, stayed pretty much for most of my working career in the South Bend, Elkhart region. Uh, just recently, we moved to the Fort Wayne, Indiana area to actually move closer to where our daughter is. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So tell us about your, your family. So I'm, uh, I think we might be a rarity. My wife and I have been married nearly 40 years. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we have a great time together. Uh, we have a son who is a captain in the Air Force. He's a pilot, uh, as a, actually an Air Force Academy grad. And uh, our daughter is a counselor uh, in uh, a local high school area, high school and middle school, okay. uh, was a teacher and uh saw a need for a little bit more in-depth uh, engagement with her students. And so she went back, got a master's degree from Butler as well, and uh, is now a counselor. So both married, uh, one of them bringing our first grandchildren to us uh, sometime this summer. Oh, wow. Congrats. So tell us about what winter sports do you like playing? Uh, I will. I love to st uh, snow ski, although uh, if you know Indiana, there's not a lot of uh, places to do so. Uh, but I also ride snowmobiles and uh, usually head up to the north woods of Wisconsin to do so with some uh, dear friends. Awesome. So, Where in Wisconsin? Yeah, I figure if go? winter's going to be on us, we might as well be out in it and enjoy it. Yes, indeed. Where in Wisconsin do you go? Uh, Presque Isle, Wisconsin. Okay. It's right on the UP border. Beautiful area. Absolutely nice. stunning area. Fantastic. Awesome. We were just up in uh, the Wisconsin Dells this past weekend for a wedding. Nice. Very nice. My, one of my good friends that I ride with is, lives right there, uh, right outside of the Dells. And uh, yeah, beautiful area as well. Indeed. Hey, Mark, tell us a funny story uh, that your family likes to, to share about you that uh, you'd be willing to, to, to let us all know about. You know, I was, I was trying to think about that, and I, I couldn't think of anything. And then I, I realized I, I might be one of the most gullible people uh, in terms. If you're going to throw a surprise party, I'm easy to get done. <laughs> uh, I've had several uh, occasions, and my wife has been involved in most of them, where 
there was an event held uh, either in my honor or it was a birthday and yeah. uh, you know a milestone birthday and uh, they got me I, <laughs> I had no idea I showed up with a big dumb grin on my face and uh, so I think I, they would all say I'm pretty gullible oh I love it <laughs> Mark tell us how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business you know uh, Great question. We launched in 2019. Uh, we, uh, I had, as you can see from my bio, when I grow up, I figure I'll figure out what I want to do. I've been in uh, <laughs> the oil business. I've been in politics. I've been a, a real estate uh, agent or broker. Uh, I've taught some courses. I ran chambers. I've been a lobbyist. Um, so I've had a varied career. And and uh, come along around 2019, I had spent so much time working in economic development, helping uh, companies locate their sites in our community. Um, I had always been around real estate. Even when I was in the oil business, I was developing convenience store sites around northern Indiana and southwest Michigan. So I'd always just been around real estate, but I had never really done it uh, uh, for my own bottom line. And so 2019 happens. I, my wife and I had actually been on a spring break trip visiting our son uh, helping him with some stuff around his new, you know, his first home. And, uh, you know, I told my wife, I, I have worked so many hours for so long. I, I think I would rather be doing things like this, helping our children. Uh, I've reached that point in my life. And uh, I think it's time that we started something that uh, would allow me to control my agenda better than mm. in the past. So uh, always, I think, perhaps it's a bit of arrogance and and perhaps it's confidence but i always felt that we would succeed uh, based on my my past history yeah fantastic that's awesome um that's great that you uh you're helping out your son with their home with his home my dad did that for me as well on my first home and wow what a difference it makes to <laughs> to have that help <laughs> well it's it's just rewarding you know and you you see how it changes you know your relationship with your with your children or your parent evolves over the years and you go from having to raise the child to seeing a young man who's doing all the right things. And uh, if there was just something we could do to make his life a little bit easier, um, we were more than happy to do so. And, and you know, been able to do the same with my daughter as she uh, and her husband moved into home. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's rewarding. Mark, tell us a little bit more about your company, 84, and what do you guys do and how do you help folks? So we are uh, a real estate uh, investment and development entity. Uh, currently, we we are as you know we're still just short of uh, three years old, or we're just three years old and a little bit of pocket change. Um, we continue to build our foundation. Uh, uh, we built, uh, uh, we acquired uh, Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Uh, we helped a uh, uh, factory owner who was having some financial difficulty with a sale lease back and gave him an influx of, of cash and gave us a really solid industrial site. So we have built ourselves to the point of where the foundation is very strong. And now we look at how can we take uh, the foundation and then start getting into a little bit uh, riskier real estate, mm -hmm. uh, adaptive reuse, uh, taking, you know, there's a church building we're looking at currently. Uh, in the downtown market that would be a really good conversion to housing, uh, perhaps housing with a little bit of a, a recreational space in it. So, um, you know, that's where we're evolving to at this point. Fantastic. 
Mark, share a story of where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you didn't think you could and the impact that that person had on you. It's, you know, it's funny you say that. It, and it's the same story almost every time for me. It actually goes back to my years at Butler. Um, and people who know me would, would laugh at this description, but I was very shy, uh, very introverted, uh, didn't speak out well, really pretty average to below average grades. I, I've kidded it when I've made presentations that I was Butler's most average student ever, because uh, that's really, you know, the GPA was not where it ought to be. Uh, but I had a, a sophomore year in entrepreneurship course, and uh, we were working through a, a why a business was failing. It was the uh, Professor Nichols, uh, Archie Nichols was his name, a fantastic guy, God rest his soul. Um, but we were working through the failure of this uh, company that uh, sold, uh, was trying to sell, I should say, uh, heavy duty suitcase to carry snow skis and uh, the ABS plastic, uh, foam padded, $150 at the time, which in 1982, that's a lot of money for something like that. So uh, we worked through that. And uh, at the time I wasn't a snow skier, but my brother was, and I remembered he used to carry a little Velcro strap that he bought at the sporting goods store to strap his skis together when he carried them. And I just made kind of a dumb observation that well my brother paid three dollars and 25 cents for this <laughs> strap that he uses i don't see how a 150 dollar case can compete with that and i remember professor nichols using a curse word that i won't use in our podcast but saying <laughs> you're a blanking genius you have figured out the problem and he from that point he took me under his wing and really pushed and encouraged uh, entrepreneurship matter of fact he was a little bit discouraged when I went into corporate America at first because he said you're an entrepreneur and <laughs> you you should this is what you should be doing so uh, I I will think back you know that many years ago 40 years ago to Archie Nichols that really inspired me to 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 grow an entrepreneurship what a wonderful story <laughs> Mark what's your biggest learning as a business owner uh, I think there's a couple that, that go together really well. One is to surround yourself with the best talent you can potentially find. Mm. Um, don't be afraid of people who are smarter than you, more talented, uh, because they're going to just make you grow that much more. Mm. And then uh, just as important, uh, empower them to succeed and celebrate their success. If you empower those people with that kind of talent, it's amazing what they can do for your company, what they can do for your personal growth. Um, I've, it's always been, and that even goes back to Archie, who, as we were doing business planning, used to say, hire the best attorney, hire the best accountant. He always talked about hiring the best, and that stuck with me. It's interesting how some people can be uh, afraid of that or intimidated by well, what if my what if my employer my staff is smarter than me right it, it isn't that a bad place to be as a business owner and and what you're saying is not at all so just expand on that thought a little bit more well I mean uh, God bless them we have just so much talent we have in our in our in our minds and 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 I will joke and say my talent's not very deep but if I have great people around me, uh, think how much more they can do for me. And when I was running Chambers of Commerce, I always had to have, I tried to build teams that uh, really excelled at what we did. And those same people, uh, I, 
used to make me look so good. So somewhere in my bio, you know, you read that in 2014, I was chamber executive of the year. Well, that was a wonderful honor for me to receive. And I have the plaque. I'm very proud of it. But it was the team that made that happen by the things that the team were able to accomplish. Everybody doing their job so that the things that I want, that I won the award or what the basis for the award, I was able to work on and able to work with my team to succeed. So I, I really do believe you've got to put the best people you can around you. Yeah. The reality is, is there's way too many things to be responsible for in running a business that we can't be an expert at them all, right? So having subject matter experts who are yes. smarter than us in those different areas Right. become better overall. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mark, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of uh, the biggest challenges you've had right, in the, the last three years and, and maybe a fellow business owner who came alongside and helped you to get through that. Yeah, so uh, we were fortunate, blessed. We started uh, this company in what was considered a real estate buyer's market right at the tail end of it. So we were able to launch rapidly. Mm. But then the challenge of sustaining that buyer's market or finding opportunity became uh, really uh, uh, quite a challenge. And it's rapidly turned to a seller's market. And so uh, we were, you know, were not able to look at deals at the same level. Uh, that when we first started. So um, making sure that uh, that I didn't let passion for sites or mm. uh, those sorts of things get in the way, I went back to what I uh, used to call my uh, one of the people in my kitchen cabinet when I was elected official. I stole the term from a previous president <laughs> and I had my kitchen cabinet, people that I could rely on. And I yeah. sat down with them and, and we walked through, you know, why is this deal good? Why is this deal bad? And he, he was, you know, the one who said, be willing to walk away. It's not the right deal. You have done nothing that has described to me why you should be buying this site, walk away. And you sometimes you need to hear that from somebody who can be that impartial uh, voice that that's absolutely needed. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is it okay to share who that person is? Yeah. He'll, his, uh, his ego is bigger than mine, which is awesome. It's, uh, <laughs> gentleman's name is uh, Mark Tarner. He's with the South Bend chocolate company. Okay. Um, he, he, he is probably one of the greatest entrepreneurs I've ever met and ever known. Wonderful. Uh, if I, I I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. If I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there to help you uh, in your business's growth. Who are those three people and how they help you? That's uh, you know, I've thought a lot about that and, and, and uh, I'll even, I'll add a fourth um, uh, because while we didn't always see eye to eye, my father was the guy who taught me just do it right. Mm. He went from a young age. I was always told just do the right thing. Yeah. Even if it costs you, do the right thing. So that's, that's the foundation of how we try to do things. But I, I do look back at a guy, uh, a gentleman's name is uh, Michael Pitts. Uh, God rest his soul. Mike passed some years back, but uh, before I uh, was running chambers of commerce, uh, Mike taught me the lobbying craft. He, he was an amazing talent and how to properly lobby in such a way that was nonpartisan that accomplished what, the entity he needed 
that he represented got done. And I learned so much from Mike that uh, to this day, I still think back of, of how influential he was to me. And this was in the 90s. And, and then I was in uh, Chamber World, you know, starting in 2010. And we got a lot of things done. And it was a lot of it was surrounded about what uh, Mike taught me. Uh, another gentleman who uh, uh, his name is Ray Brackett. He was uh, a Philip 66 marketing uh, person that called on our company. And Ray uh, taught me grace under pressure. Hmm. Um, that that's it, it's so easy to fly off the handle. I'm I'm a bit Irish, and so <laughs> you know I can I can get aggravated. And I learned from Ray how to, how to function with such grace with uh, when there's so much pressure. Hmm. And uh, so he's a, another one I've always considered a mentor. And and then uh, finally the third one would be my buddy uh, Mark Tarner. He was part of my kitchen cabinet. Uh, when I was in office, he's still a guy I talk deals out with at times and, uh, you know, probably talk at least once every other month or even more frequent when uh, the need is there. Wonderful. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that you have such a, a, a strong bench or, or or what you call the kitchen cabinet. That's an awesome term. <laughs> um, you also talked a little bit about uh, your your political career so it, it, i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you uh what did you do that's so exciting well i was a local elected official and and really kind of a an accidental candidate uh at best i uh uh when i was in the oil business i did a lot of lobbying out in washington dc on behalf of our company uh spent a lot of time uh doing uh zonings and just a lot of engagement with public officials and uh, happened to go one night to a meeting because I heard there was a state's uh, representative retiring, um, showed up at the meeting and I was asked if I would consider running for county commissioner. And uh, we took some time, my wife and I talked about it a lot. Uh, I had no political experience, mm. um, but we went ahead and uh, said yes uh, to the ask. Um, was completely in over my head in terms of uh, <laughs> campaigning and um, even remember in one debate, uh, 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 writing a note to my wife saying, I just lost this debate and uh, said somehow uh, with a real grassroots campaign, we won. Uh, it was in the minority party in the community. So that uh, created some challenges. Uh, Indiana has a three commissioner structure. So two were of the other party. Mm. Um but we did win, uh, and I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you you be careful because you don't want to take too much credit. But I think we got a lot accomplished in in the oh, two terms awesome. that I served. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, getting some real impactful community things done, that's and awesome. uh, well, you know, it's something that I was very proud of. Uh, at, at times, uh, you know, would if I could find an avenue back in, I probably would do it again. Very cool. That's awesome. I, I like the the accidental <laughs> description that you said. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, at that times we were outspent in both races, ten to one. Oh wow! Um, had a, a very negative campaign ran against me on my reelection, and uh, we chose uh, that we would never go negative. We uh, learned a lot from uh, then Governor Mitch Daniels that he never went negative in his campaign to be governor. It was always his positive vision. And we just stayed focused on positive vision. And 
Uh, I heard from a lot of people after the elections that that's what swayed the even the opposition party that, mm -hmm. you know, there was never any negative campaigning. It was all about a positive vision for the community. Yeah. Awesome. Well, people need to hear that positive, right? They, people want to want to believe in something bigger than themselves and, and want to have hope for the future. And the way that uh, politics is turning is, is certainly not that. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, indeed. You know, on a local level, I think you'll still find that strong character and that strong level of cooperation, even if it happens to be opposite parties. But yeah, on a national, statewide and national basis, it is ugly. I agree. Mark, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face in terms of getting to your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need to help you to achieve your goals? So uh, the challenge will be uh, uh, really is, is scale. You know, we're small in comparison to our competition. We're, you know, a mom and pop operation. Right. And some of the uh, like when I look at the Fort Wayne area market, there's some really fantastic real estate people in this market that have had a real impact. And then there are even some folks that are similar to us in terms of their structure of their organization, but their pockets are, are very, very deep. Right. So uh, scaling up uh, does create our challenge. So when I look at, you know, how will we move forward? Um, I, again, I go back to uh, Archie Nichols, hire the best. I, yeah. I need to make sure I have a, a banker that understands uh, what we're trying to accomplish right. and can bring me a menu of services that uh, beats everybody else's. Um, I need to have uh, brokers that understand what we're trying to accomplish and bring us the kinds of deals that, that, uh, you know, are of interest, not that every single one is what we'll need. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, as, uh, as always, I will need my partner, which is my wife, to uh, continue to have my back and to continue to be my sounding board. I, yeah. A lot of folks don't run ideas off their spouse. If, if my wife can't explain back to me why we're buying a site, um, then I'm not doing my job as, as a partner in this company with her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The, um, for me, I know for sure that, you know, my wife is my, is my support. She's my, my solid strength. You know, there's, as a business owner, there's a lot of, you know, ups and downs and a little bit mm -hmm. of a roller coaster ride and right. And things yeah. kind of left field. And yeah, um, she's the one that keeps telling me that, you know, that I've got this and right. That, that, that she believes in me. It's like, well, if she believes in me, then, then I better figure out how to make this work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, and I, I, I do have a, a dear friend who uh, was very uh, heavily impacted by the pandemic. Mm. And I, I will say it was his family that pulled him out of it because he went through a significant amount of layoffs. He, he you know, his business was deeply impacted and oh. uh, it was his family that that was his rock and that, you know, pulled him through that that event that was really difficult. So, yeah, uh, any advice I would ever give to anybody getting a business is make sure your spouse is on board and yeah. make sure your spouse has your back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that. You've got this that you hear from your wife because those are impactful words. Yeah. It can be lonely at the top as a business owner. Right? When, when we work for someone else, there's always somebody we can go to, to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get some advice and somebody else who can make the final decision. But as a business owner, right, it can be very lonely. So that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> very fair.
Yeah. Uh, last question here. Mark. Um, Jim Rohn, a uh, great author, says that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own, who think that they they don't need help, that they, you know, that they're they don't, they shouldn't ask other people's advice. What 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 advice would you have for those folks? Well, I would be blunt and tell them you're wrong. You do need other people. Um, from the start of my career to now, there has always been somebody that has been an advisor, uh, a sounding board. Um, I had competitors in the oil business that I could uh, call and talk uh, through issues. Uh, might not, you know, you never wanted to get into competition, but there were a lot of environmental regulations that you wanted to make sure you were doing right. Or uh, we had, uh, just as an example, we had a, a truck hit, uh, nobody hurt, uh, but actually uh, lost a truck at a railroad track. And I had competitors calling saying, hey, if you need our trucks, oh, we're wow. here for you. Um, I, I think of my uh, peers and friends who are in the business now. Uh, we we talk quite frequently. Uh, I've got a good friend from high school that uh, took over a family business and he's done a great job with it. And he'll call once in a while just to kind of walk through some things. I, I know nothing of the printing business. I, sure. uh, you know, he makes a great business card, but uh, there are <laughs> things that, you know, your, your peers, your friends uh, uh, can help you with. And absolutely reach out. It is no sign of weakness. Matter of fact, I think it's a sign of weakness if you try to do it all on your own and you don't reach out. I, uh, yeah, I just absolutely reach out, have a peer group, a kitchen cabinet, if you want to call it that, or, or join an executive forum. There are, uh, there's a good group. I'm not a part of it, but there's a real strong executive forum uh, in the area. And I know uh, at least uh, uh, six or seven businessmen I know are part of that and do a great job together, really help each other, uh, build each other up. The, the thing that a lot of folks don't realize is that the challenges that we face in our business are very similar across industries, right? And so to your point, by talking it out loud with other people, you, two things typically happen. First of all, there's a sense of relief of, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one that's struggling with this, right? And, yeah. and then the second thing is you there's always somebody who is a couple steps ahead, right? Or a couple steps behind. So there's a a natural helping of one another by sharing, oh, how did you get through that situation when you had it happen? Or right. And and you can always help one another by sharing what's going on and the things that you're 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 putting into place or the strategies that you've used. And even if you don't have that example, just talking it out loud and sharing your opinion and and your the thoughts on how you would approach it inspires other people to to think differently and and always people walk away with answers to the challenges that they're facing by having others, you know, talk it out loud with them. I, I absolutely well said. Yes, that's, that's so true. I can even think of times where talking through issues with peers, uh, trying to help them with their issue, I end up helping myself and, and, yes. you know, <laughs> coming up with my own answer when I, I thought it was elusive. So yeah. Yeah. yeah there's with you hundred percent. That's an awesome point. There's a lot of times we already have the answer within us. We just don't 
know that we do. So having the opportunity to think it out loud helps us clarify our thoughts and and connect some dots and get to that. Oh yeah, there's the thing that I should do. I didn't realize, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mark, it sounds like you've had some pretty incredible people in your life that you've been blessed to to have come alongside you in your journey uh, as a business owner. So if they were all here on the show with us today, what would you want to say to them? Thanks sounds so trite, Mm -hmm. but I would want to tell them of the impact that they had, that I would want to be able to share with them that if you look at that bio, I don't like talking a lot about uh, my own success. I I was uh, taught to be a humble person, but I would say if you look at that bio and if you think that bio has uh, some relevance or some uh, level of uh, uh, gold medal to it, then you were a huge part of that because you were willing to invest in me. And uh, they, a lot of times those folks, they don't realize they're investing in you. Um, just watching uh, Ray Brackett and his, the complete grace under pressure because oil business is a high pressure business and learning from somebody who knew how to be so gracious um, it's impactful. And so I, I would just want to tell them I'm, I'm maybe I'm the amalgamation of, of the things that you did. And you're the reason I am where I am today. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. I, I love the that picture that you just painted of you're the amalgamation of each person's investment into to you over the years. That's cool. Mark, it's been well, a you. pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Tim, thank you. I appreciate your time very much. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking uh, the show and posting about us on social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care. Thanks, Tim.